Welcome, everybody, to The Wave of the World, a podcast where we learn together about the world as well as ourselves. Our words have the power to move mountains. The conversation must start somewhere. Welcome in, everybody, to the Wave of the World podcast. Second episode that y'all are getting this week. This is going to be episode number nine. Uh, the title of this one is just going to be called Black is Always Beautiful. And the reason that I say that is because I recently just got done watching Black AF on Netflix. First of all, I'm hot. I don't even know why I'm in front. Y'all going to see the cover of this thing. I just put the jacket on for the cover. Uh, no mercy this time. I do rock with MTV though. Um, proud sponsor of black culture, I think, personally. I grew up watching Wild and Out. I also used to watch, um, I used to stay on MTV a lot for the music videos. I used to do that a lot of times when I would come home from school instead of like listening to the same music over and over again i would come home for the music videos i would come uh even though 106 and park was on bet i felt like it had a place that it could hold and stand the test of time on mtv but i digress back to the black black af on netflix i personally really enjoy the show i think that it steps out of the realm of comfortability because Kenya Barris is known for doing blackish, mixedish, grownish. Um, and those are all based around these groups of black people in situations that we haven't really been in before. With blackish, you have the um what is Andre's title? He is a um I can't think of it right now, but he's striving in his business because he is the head department of dang it, what is this word? I just want to call him the head department of black culture. He's basically the black hire for Stevens Lido, along with Charlie, which I think is hilarious. And then you have Bo, who is the doctor, and they live in this upcoming neighborhood, and they're trying to be black but still be wealthy in that they're trying to move past the black stereotypes, but they're still connected to their culture. I love blackish. And then Grownish, you have the story of um, Zoe played by Yara Shahidi, beautiful woman. You have the story of her going into college and not knowing what she's getting herself into with her friend group who has a pair of track star twins, a Latino conservative woman, a... Um, how do I put this? He's not Arabic. I know he's not Arabic. A foreign... A foreign um, male 
who enjoys black culture so much that some of the other black people feel like sometimes he can overstep that boundary like you're not black the episode where uh vivek was wearing a wave cap i started dying laughing i was like this dude is hilarious he also have uh, the dynamic between zoe and the uh, famous fashion designer luca along with her her uh, relationship that she has with um i can't think of his name right now aaron that's his name aaron uh that she's had from the beginning so they all three of the shows i'm sorry i don't I don't want to speak too much on Blackish, Grownish, and Mixedish. Um, I don't really watch a lot of Mixedish. I lot I watch a lot more of Grownish because they're speaking to specifically my demographic, and then Blackish speaks to all Black people. I may look mixed, but I'm not mixed. I am Black. Mom Black. Dad Black. Um, my dad's just a little light bright. It's all. That's the only reason why I'm. Why I'm this color of melanin, but the melanin is still in there. I promise you that. But the reason that I like Black AF is because Kenya stepped outside those boundaries that he had created for himself and created something that I thought was super dope. And Black AF goes directly against that narrative because he's a black film director, writer, producer that is trying to step outside of the box that he kind of put himself in because he created blackish and then it was like all right i'm gonna create grownish and this is zoe's or yeah this is zoe's spinoff and then i'm gonna create mixish and that's bo's spinoff and you kind of thought like maybe he might do another one i don't know what else ish he would call it but this is completely opposite of that and i saw a lot of people like questioning him on his taste for how he wrote the story one thing i saw was people upset that there wasn't a lot of diversity in black af and my thing is that can be no that's not my thing it can't be an argument to be made because in real life Kenya Barris's real wife is probably just a shade darker than Rashida Jones, who plays his wife in Black AF. Also, if anybody to get to play your wife in your show, you get Quincy Jones' daughter. Bro, I, I love Rashida Jones. I loved her in The Office. I loved her in Parks and Rec. I think people were upset at the choice of a woman because she had played white characters in the past. She has passed for white in the past. Um, I can understand that. I can see your argument there. But his kids in real life, light skin. He's light skin. He does not have a dark skin wife. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. If he's talking about his life and the trials that he's going through in his industry. Why wouldn't he use people close to his color? That that argument to me was null and void. Now, the argument that I saw a lot of people having, which I can understand, but 
I don't fully understand because I don't have children. But when the kids were cussing at him, calling him the D-I-C-K word and yelling F this, S that, it was a little uncomfortable for me at first. But as, as I'm maturing as an adult, you know, I I feel like almost every parent laughs inside or outside whenever their child cusses for the first time because that child don't know what he's saying he or she is saying and i just i think that it's it's funny in the right context like whenever the first episode i'm not gonna give any spoilers because i think the show is great go watch it if you haven't um the first episode their youngest son walks into the kitchen and their son's like maybe like three or four years old and he's like i sh my pants mommy and i started dying laughing i don't remember what my first curse word is but i hope that it had some type of spotlight like that because it was dead silent and i think that's okay but then the daughter in the show who was doing the documentary on kenya while she was interviewing him she was like you suck like f you i was like oh oh that's what we're doing now but you know to each his own everything is not meant for any everybody and he even said that in the show tyler he had tyler perry meet him and talk to him about why he does what he does how he does it and he don't care about what anybody has to say because that's what he enjoys doing and making. And Tyler has said that on multiple occasions. He said it a couple of years ago. I think it was last year at the BET Awards. Why he kept making so many Medea movies. It was because of what he grew up in. We don't know what Kenya has grown up in in his life. But we have to acknowledge the work that he's putting in. Um, I, I don't think that... I don't think it's a bad thing. I feel like there are worse things, but as black people, I feel like we have to, I don't, I don't know how to word this correctly. So bear with me. I feel like we have to learn to judge accordingly. Like I said at the beginning, everything is not for you, but I don't feel like you can completely cancel something that is black made, black owned, whatever it is, because you see one thing that you don't like. Obviously, we're all human. We're all not perfect in any way. But when we're creating things and putting things out into the world that we want other people to see our ideas and our thoughts, like we want them to see it how we see it. And I know that's not always the case. And that's a good thing sometimes because getting outside perspectives can make your idea, make your good idea a great idea. So I think as long as the, if you want to call it a uh, criticism, it just, I, I think the criticism, it just has to be constructive for anything to progress forward. Uh, 
but the the dynamics in the show, the dynamic between the younger sister and the two little brothers, hilarious. The dynamic between the two little brothers themselves, hilarious. The dynamic between Kenya and Rashida, hilarious. Them going back and forth between their talking heads, I loved it. It was like Rashida Jones had brought her her element from the office and Parks and Rec of doing the talking head to mixedish and blackish and grownish, all of that. Because even in those shows, uh, no, I think it's just in grownish, uh, Zoe will take time out. They're not really talking heads. They're kind of her pausing in the moment to talk to the camera about whatever she, whatever it is she's feeling right now, but not something that she would necessarily say in the setting. So I thought it was dope. Like I said, if you haven't um, checked it out, please go do so. I even went as far as uh, in some of the scenes on it, um, they showed uh, Rashida Jones' Instagram. And I went to see if it was a real Instagram. Like, that's how fun it was for me. But speaking about Instagram, I'm going to kill y'all with these transitions. I want to know what y'all think about these uh, these little versus battles. Uh, the ones that I've seen so far are Scott Storch and Manny Fresh, T-Pain and Lil Jon, uh, Timbaland and Swiss Beats, and then the most recent one, which have the, the memes that have come out of this are hilarious. Teddy Riley and Babyface. Now, um, I'm not going to speak on all of them because that would take up too much time. But I just wanted to speak on my favorite one so far. Not because of the music played, but because of the energy of the whole thing was T-Pain versus Lil Jon. Was going to go Timbaland and Swiss Beats because of the music that they played. But sometimes I feel like when artists and um, producers, whenever they they want to play their favorites along with everyone else's favorites. And sometimes, like, it happened in the battle with Lil Jon and T-Pain. Lil Jon played a song. I was like, what the heck is this? He played... Excuse me. He played a song that was for... Or he had originally made for Island People. I think it said something about Trinidad or the Bahamas, something something along those lines. I was like, bro, you in a battle. Like, I know it's all for fun, but you in a battle. Like, come on, Lil John. Like, we know you got them hits. We know you got the hits. And in a battle, to me, it just, like, I just feel like you just need to let it loose. You need to empty the clip out. Start to finish. You got to have them hits now. T-Pain versus Lil Jon, I personally think that T-Pain won because Lil Jon's music, I don't think it's going to, tr it's it's not going, I don't feel like it's going to stand the test of time. Also, I don't feel like you can play Lil Jon's music outside of the club. Like, I'm not driving down the street bumping Lil Jon by myself like I have to be in the club to hear that or I have to be getting ready to do something that requires high energy like T-Pain I feel like 
he not only produces, which which is another reason why I chose him. Not only does he produce his own music, but he also sings and dances. Lil Jon raps and produces. T-Pain has to work harder at his craft, I personally feel like. And, you know, it's it's all preference at the end of the day. If you enjoy being in the club, they play T-Pain at the club too. But you can also listen to T-Pain on the way there. So that's... You know, that's why I, I uh, that's why I decided to go with T-Pain, Mr. Uh, buy You a Drink, and I'm in love with a stripper. And speaking about strippers, this ain't going to be a long segment, but whew, I had to take a deep breath after I saw this. So I follow the whole Breakfast Club entourage. There's only three of them. Trio. I don't know why I said Entourage. Entourage makes it seem like a lot more people. So, I saw a couple of days ago on Angela Yee's Instagram, one of her friends just screenshotted her OnlyFans account. Now, I'm going to give y'all the raw number. Whether you're listening or watching, it don't matter. I... I might put, it's probably going to be put, you know, like right here. I'm going to put the number like right there. All right. This woman reported to making a net amount of a hundred and two thousand four four hundred and two dollars and ninety six cents per month. I don't know a lot about the uh, the porn industry. I don't know what them people are making over there. But you're telling me that a woman can make six figures on OnlyFans. Girl, you better be stirring up that mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I got to say. Speaking about mac and cheese, I got a little unpopular opinion that I want to get off my chest. Because I'm not going to talk about OnlyFans for God knows how long. <laughs> My black unpopular opinion. You can come for me in the comments. You can leave me a review. You can talk to me on Instagram. You can send me an email. I don't care what you do. But this is my black unpopular opinion. Collard greens are trash. Yes, I said it. I'm not afraid to say it to you in person. This is how I feel in my soul. Collard greens are trash. Tell me why I want wet vegetables with ham. I don't, I don't, I feel like it's a black thing to add some type of pork to something that doesn't taste good to try to sell it to other people. And I'm going to be real with you. It is the messiest thing on the plate by far. If you are at a cookout and you got, or not a cookout, if you're at Thanksgiving, let's say you have a bigger family. So y'all are eating off paper plates. That paper plate is going to disintegrate before your eyes if you do not eat them collard greens first. Because you know the juice is going to turn everything else on the plate into soup. I promise. We all know this. 
And it's not even the texture because I'm not a texture type person. I am a... I'm a consistency type person. I don't mind trying different people's types of food. I will definitely give you my honest opinion. I went and spent uh one the I spent the day after Thanksgiving with one of one of my uh friends and she's half white, half black. And she lived with her aunt. And they decide to make different different ethnicities make Thanksgiving every year. So I drew the short straw of getting to go over there when the white people had made Thanksgiving. And let me tell you, white people, I love y'all. But damn it, where was the seasoning? Like the mac and cheese, I might as well have been drinking water. The turkey was nowhere near my color. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and after that, I wasn't even going to touch the mac and cheese because I didn't feel like disrespecting my taste buds like that. <laughs> Speaking of taste buds, I told you I'm going to kill y'all all the transitions today. I want to uh, wrap it up in this last topic. I wanted to do a Mount Rushmore of fries. Now, this may seem silly to you, but what about the show is serious? I'm just here to provide the content. Now, number one on my Mount Rushmore of French fries is going to be waffle fries. I feel like the aerodynamicness of a waffle fry makes it better. I think when air hits your food, it makes it taste better. That's why if you've ever gotten food that's too hot and not not hot spice-wise, hot temperature-wise, if you got it while it was too hot, it's not good. It's just not good. Like, you don't taste anything. You just taste hot. I don't know what hot tastes like, but if you've ever, like, burnt your mouth trying to eat something, you know what hot tastes like. Um, but the aerodynamicness of the waffle fry, like... They can always be fresh, but I've never burnt my mouth on them. I'll just put it that way. Number two, curly fries. Curly fries are just a good time, man. Like, they're, they are reminiscent of a childhood where we all had, you know, the little silly straws. Um, they're just a good time, man. I don't think you can go wrong with curly fries. Shout out to Arby's. Always coming through with the curly fries. Number three. On my list, Crinkle Cut. Y'all gonna put some respect on Crinkle Cut's name because the thing that I like about Crinkle Cut that a lot of fries don't have, the dips in the fry, they hold seasoning better. I promise you, they hold seasoning better. And if you don't season your fries, Lord, go get you some uh, Slap Your Mama seasoning. Go get you some Tony sachery seasoning throw that on there uh if you want to if you feel a little spicy throw some uh some ground cayenne pepper on there you're gonna have a good time i promise you 
You don't just need the salt. You can cut some of that salt out. I mean, there is some salt in the uh, Slappy Mama seasoning and Tony Sachery's, but you don't need just salt is what I'm saying. Seasoned fries be changing the game, I promise you. And the crinkle cut, I feel like, are the best seasoned type of fries. Same way with uh, potato chips. I prefer Lay's wavy potato chips over Lay's classic potato chips because the texture, I feel like, gives it a different taste and a different flavor. I promise. I'm going to have y'all eating some fries by the time this is over. But the last one, y'all going to put some respect on it. I don't even care. Shoestring French fries. I like shoestring French fries because they don't make me feel as fat. Fries in general make me feel like I need to go run a mile, but shoestring fries, because they're tiny, I feel like I can eat so many more and you can grab so many at one time and, you know, dip them into your, uh, your condiment of choice. I prefer ranch, sometimes ketchup. I'll dabble in some honey mustard or some barbecue, uh, shout out to Chick-fil-A's Polynesian sauce and the Chick-fil-A sauce gift from God. I hope this episode was satisfying for you. We talked about a lot. I appreciate you for tuning in. Please continue to follow me on Instagram. Share this with your friends. Support on all podcast platforms on YouTube. If you want to shout out um let me know. I won't mind shouting people out. I want to give light to the people that are supporting me. Uh, maybe sprinkle in a little message because, you know, I love y'all regardless. And, yep, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. I appreciate all of your support. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. Find me on YouTube at Wave of the World Podcast and send any suggestions or thoughts to waveoftheworld19 at gmail.com. This beat is provided by Terminal Beats.